Hello, everybody, and welcome to Impact Fellowship. I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday, and I hope you enjoy the message. Here uh, today, um, great is your faithfulness. I am thankful for who God is. Listen, I want to do something um, before the message comes uh, today. Um, you know, one of the things for me as pastor, I don't like when people leave church the same way they came in, amen? Um, there ought to be a difference. Um, this is not just uh, any other type of social meeting that we go to, but there ought to be a change when we leave. And one of the things that happens is that the, the issues and the problems that we come to church with, we go home with those same things. Um, sometimes when, when people ask us to pray for them, um, we get so caught up in the, the details, if we know them, of uh, their problem or their issue that we forget to pray. It happens, you know. But one of the things is, is that we are called to a place of release. Somebody say release. release. And that is the releasing of our problems and issues. Hebrew says this, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In other words, we have a lot of things that we believe God for. Amen? But we never release those things to him. I'm believing God for this. We talk about it, but we never release it. So today, corporately, we as a church are going to lift some things up. So everybody here, just stand to your feet. Um, I, I want to share something else. Earlier this week, I, I realized that within my own family, there's been an attack of illnesses. I, I got a call about my, my, my aunt being in, in the hospital. And then right after that call, I got another call that my, my father has pneumonia. And then right after that, I got a text message from somebody else asking um, prayer for, for their family members. And then the next day, I got another call from someone else asking me to, to, to pray for their um, uh, child. Now, why did I share all of that with you? Because I wanted to, to share with you, just in the course of a week, the, the, the things that um, people bring to me um, about prayer. I'm like, okay, well, here is an opportunity for all of us, hallelujah, to corporately go before God. The, the scripture said when two or more would touch and agree, he's talking about us, the church. So I want you to do something with me. Um, this week, some of you, uh, somebody has asked you to pray for them, or you have been made aware of a situation or a circumstance or an issue that has come up, but you didn't release those things to God. This morning, we're going to release those things um, to God. Many times, we see things, but things have now become common for us. Things have, when, when we see people, now, I, I'll be honest, I like TikTok, glory to God. TikTok has a way of putting out information. Someone shared something with me. It's like, if you can advertise on TikTok, it'll sell out immediately. So the information gets out there. But we see things, but we never release things. Amen? We see things that are going on that is in need of prayer, but we never release those things to God. So I want us, before the word comes this morning, to just touch and agree on various issues. Come on, take the hand of the person that is standing next to you. And for those of you who are watching us right now live, I ask that you just stretch forth your hand toward uh, the, the camera. Glory to God. And we're going to corporately go before God on the many different issues that are before us right now. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord God, that you sit high and you look low, Father. Father. Father, we thank you, Lord God, right now for healing the bodies, Lord God, of all those who have been ailing, Father. Father, some people have called us and asked us um, to pray for them, or sometimes, sometimes people have called us this week and, and, and gave us information uh, about someone who has been ailing, Lord God. Father, right now, we lift up them at this point. We call forth their name, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for healing. Your word says that there is healing 
in your wings. So, Father, we thank you right now for touching body and bone, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for going into the places where we can't see, Father. Father, heal, Lord God. Deliver, Father. Father, some people are in a financial uh, uh, mess, Lord God. Father, I thank you for, for financial literacy. I thank you, Lord God, for clarity, Father. I thank you for miracles, Lord God. Father, I thank you for doing the impossible in this area, Lord Jesus. Father, we believe you right now. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for healing, Father, and not only uh, 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 the uh, physical body, but Lord God, we thank you for touching the minds, Lord God. Father, some people are struggling with mental illness, Lord God. So, Father, I thank you right now, Lord God, for, for, for clearing up minds, Lord God. I thank you right now, Father, Father, for touching places that we can't see, Lord God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that, that, that Lord God, some of the, the things that we've seen, we just uh, 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 just become common with, Lord God, where we just take it to be commonplace, Lord God. But Father, we just declare right now, Lord God, healing for our, our homes and our neighborhoods, Lord God. Healing our family members, Lord God. Healing our co-workers, Lord God. Father, some of us are in the workplace, Father, and we're dealing with people on a regular basis who don't like us, Lord God. And Father, we are trying our best within ourselves, Lord God. Father, not to, to, to give them what they're giving us, Father. So Father, Father, I thank you for removing obstacles, Lord God, removing the people that's in the way, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for not leaving us in this place. But Father, I thank you for even promoting people out of our way, Lord God. I thank you for opening up doors of opportunity for other people, Lord God. I thank you for opening up doors of opportunity for us, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father, we believe you right now, Father. And we touch and agree on these things, Father. Father, heal our friends, Father. Father, we thank you for salvation, Lord God. Not only for our family members, but for our friends, Lord God. Father, heal, Lord God. Father, you see where the struggle is. Father, I thank you for restoration. Restoration in relationships, Father. Father, husbands and wives, Lord God. Uh, uh, mothers and sons and fathers and daughters, Lord God. Heal and restore, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father. Father, we thank you for not leaving us in this place. We thank you, Lord God. Now, Father, as we go forth, Father, we believe you. We believe that everything that we have laid out before you, Father, that you have done, that it's already done. Father, we thank you for doing the impossible. Father, we need miracles. Lord God, we need deliverance, Lord God. Father, we thank you for blessing us, Lord God, as we go forth, Father. Father, we thank you for healing our, our broken hearts, Lord God. Father, you see how we've been disappointed about things that have just happened to us. Father, we, you see how our relationships have ended, Lord God, but, but Father, we feel some kind of way about it. Lord God, we thank you for not leaving us in here, in this state. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everybody say amen. Come on, let's give God a hand praise for what is done. Hallelujah. 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 One of the things that I, I want this, this church to understand is that um, we're going to move forward, but we're going to move forward in prayer. You know, we miss the opportunity. This, the scripture says, confess your sins one to another. Mm. See, well, we get a little nervous about that. And I understand because we can't tell everybody everything, glory to God. But we need to be able to find those who we can talk to, hallelujah, and begin to share some of those things. And then we enter into prayer together. What happens when, when we do things like that? We are released of that burden, glory to God. One of the things that the enemy does to the people of God is he he embarrasses you within the mind first. Mm. Hallelujah. I, I, and I, I'm not the uh, speaker for it for the day, but I need to share this with the body. Um, many things we are still in because we won't confess it. Hallelujah. Many struggles we're still in because we won't release it. Understand this, is that um, whenever we release that which we are struggling with, 
Glory to God. We put it out there. If I can give you a, another metaphor, what happens when you take food and you leave it out on the a table for, for weeks? It, it, it spoils and, and it goes bad and it dries up. Glory to God. It's the same thing with the confession that when we put it out there, hallelujah, we don't take it back. It's time for us to grow. Somebody said, here we grow again. Here we grow. Yeah. I, I like to uh, borrow that from a, a good friend of mine, uh, Pastor Bill Kearney. Here we grow again, glory to God, because God doesn't want us to stay in the same place. But he wants us to grow from it. Understand this, that every struggle, hallelujah, um, it doesn't mean that it, things are over. Can I say that differently? Just because a relationship ends, it doesn't mean that it's over. What are you talking about, Pastor? Some things we grow out of. Amen? Some relationships end. But you haven't ended. You're still growing. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm still growing. I'm still growing. You're still growing. And because you are growing, you don't have to mourn that loss for long. I had to say for long. Because God is growing you. And just because the relationship ended, hallelujah, you haven't ended. God is growing you. And he's stretching you. Glory to God. One of the things as parents, hallelujah, we raise our children to leave us. We, we, we teach them things so that they can go on and be prosperous as adults. Glory to God. But just because that time of relationship has ended, it hasn't, but it, it, it just means is that we're going to start growing. And we're going to start growing in, in, in a place of, of, of unity. What does that mean? That means that God is going to do things with us corporately as a body to move the kingdom. We're going to begin to go forth um, in prayer more about the things of our day-to-day. Because when, when we start dealing with those things of the day-to-day, -day, hallelujah, um, uh, we will start to see movement. Many times, our faith becomes stagnant because we don't see movement. It's like, what? Well, when we think about it, we don't see movement because we ourselves are not moving. We are not putting those things out there for God to do. He's waiting for us to release things to him. Hallelujah. What we're going to do, um, I am not uh, I'm preaching this morning, but Dr. Sarah is, is going to come um, th this morning. Listen, this is a woman of God who is not only uh, capable, but she is blessed and anointed to be a servant of, of the people of God. So please, greet her as she comes. Praise the Lord. Good to see everyone. We praise God for the opportunity to be here um, to share with you. And what um, Pastor Tony was saying is, uh, here we grow again. It's so interesting that he um, said that because God is growing us. And, and God had given me a, a word when Pastor Tony let me know I'll be able to share. And it was so in line with what Austin shared last night, last week, I'm sorry, about why am I here and how we're getting. God is pouring so much into us and allowing us to learn more than we might think we're learning. And, uh, but we want to be wrung out, right, so that we can be a blessing to someone else. And this message today from the Lord is similar. He's preparing us. He's doing something in his kingdom, and he's getting us ready. So I invite you to open your uh, Bible, uh, follow us in the book of John, chapter 11, starting at verses 38. And I'll also be going to Luke 8, but we're going to start with John, chapter 11, verses 38 through 45. And it says, then again, then Jesus, again growing in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. 
and I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound, hand and foot, with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did believed in him. Luke 8, um, verses 50, starting at verse 50. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Do not be afraid, only believe, and she will be made well. Drop into verse 53 of Luke 8. And they ridiculed him, ridiculed him, talking about they ridiculed Jesus, knowing that she was dead. But he put them all outside, took her by the hand, and called, saying, Little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned, and she arose immediately. And he commanded that she be given something to eat. I have, thank God for, the, for this word, the word of God that is there. Our title today is, I have a job to do. I have a job to do. We have been praying to God for things, for deliverance, um, healing. Lord, send in those who are lost, those who are oppressed, those who are battling things like mental illness, addictions, rebellion, all these things. We've been praying to God, fix it, do it, save. And he's hearing us. And he's giving us his kingdom ready to, you know, I'm sending them. I heard your prayer. You believe me when you, when you ask me. And I'm doing it. I'm moving. And he wants us to be ready to receive those that he is sending to us. And as he's doing it, we have a job to do. We praise God. We, we want, you know, we sing the song, you know, break every chain, right? Um, rebuke Satan and all those things we're saying. We said those in faith, believing God, and he's, he's going to move. He is moving for us. And so he's, um, we, want, we want to believe him for the impossible and be a part of that work in the name of Jesus. So this is a message I believe God is using to prepare Impact Fellowship. Somebody say, he's preparing me. Yes, Impact Fellowship. Somebody on your jobs, in your home, he's preparing us. He's preparing us to be a part of his kingdom. I have a job to do. In the first um, passage that we read, John chapter 11, it might be familiar to some, our pastor has shared about um, where uh, Lazarus was dead, and Mary and Martha had sent word to Jesus and his disciples, your friend Lazarus is sick, come and, you know, fix him so he doesn't die, but Jesus didn't come, and Lazarus died. Um, Anyway, as a result. And so we pick up here in verse 38 where it says that um, um, Jesus groaned when he came because Mary had come to him and said, Martha had came first and said, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And then Mary said the same thing, if, you know, at a different time. If you had been here, this would not have happened. And the scripture says Jesus groaned in himself, not groaning at anger at them, but um, where those who scholars looked at the meaning of groaning in this particular text, it relates to groaning because of the suffering and sin and death that has come because of the fall of man. Because sin entered the world, death was not a part. If you remember of the original plan, but because of the fall, we have these things. We have death. We have suffering. And so he groaned, and, and the scholars say there was a groaning with an anger at um, because of the fall, these things that we have, where we have um, um, the impact of death on Lazarus's family and friends. So Jesus and Mary and Martha, they were all friends, but when he showed up, they were accusing him, right? This is something that happens. If you know somebody did something happened and someone could have prevented it, you would be mad at them. You'd be like, this is your fault. If you had done this, if you had done your job, if you paid that bill, whatever, we wouldn't be in this spot, right? And so that is part of what, you know, what Jesus was feeling, that, that impact of the fall from grace, that impact of, of sin and suffering. Um, because again, when we, when we have those issues with people, we might stop talking to them, we might fuss them out, we might want to fight about it or anything when we have these divisions and these breaks um, because of situations. So here, in this context, death still had a sting. Their brother Lazarus was gone from them. 
and Jesus had not yet died and ascended to take away the sting of death, so death had a sting, and Jesus was feeling that, and we feel that when we look at the world and uh, the things we were praying about with Pastor Tony just now, the despair, what, what looks hopeless, the mental disorders, disorders, and things like that that we're battling, that people are battling with, it, is, it looks like, you know, there's no hope, but there is hope. Death had a sting, but because Jesus lives now, there is hope in everything that we're facing. Hallelujah, glory, amen. So Jesus understood the anguish. If we thank God that today he is alive. Um, as I'm looking at verses 38 and 39, Lazarus was in a cave. This dead person was in a cave. We don't, well, we, I've never been in a cave, but I imagine it's something dank, damp, um, dark, uneven, and so forth. Not a place I would want to run in to get somebody out because I don't know where I'm going in the first place, right? It's not like there and so forth. And so nobody wants to go in the cave to, to be where the dead are. We don't run to hang around at a cemetery, right? And so no one's, but this is where Lazarus was. He was in the cave where we wouldn't want to go. And Martha was right. She said, it's been four days since he's been in there. You want us to roll the stone away? He's going to stink whenever it comes out, um, right? So this, so that, so when people are in those situations, it might not be pretty. That's what I'm saying, right? But I have a job to do. Jesus is calling lost sheep into his kingdom. And I noticed that Jesus didn't say, Lazarus isn't going to think. He didn't correct her, right? And so, but he still called him forth. He said, come forth. He didn't have a second thought like, oh yeah, it has been a while. Maybe it's not going to be pretty. Maybe we should not do this. He didn't even, he just said, Lazarus, come forth. Because because he's God, and he, he um, commanded that that Lazarus needed to be brought forth. And I, I think about when Jesus brings lost sheep into the kingdom, what do they look like, right? They might they might look like what they've been through. I think about um, um, the uh, prodigal son, right? When he had been out, when we, that's another a familiar story where he had been out doing his thing for a while, and he came back to his father. What did he look like? What did he smell like? What did he act like when he'd been out there doing all those things? And, and the last thing we know of him, he was working with, you know, feeding the pigs. What did he look like? He probably didn't look all good, right? And so my point is, as the Lord puts, brings people out from where we have called them from in faith, and where we have said, Lord, deliver them from that challenge, from um, that situation, you know, they were homeless, turn it around. They were addicted, turn it around. And as he brings his lost sheep to us, they might have, they might look a certain way. They might look like where they've been, right? And so God is saying, yes, but I'm telling you to do something. Somebody say, I have a job to do. I have a job, I have a job to do. Amen. There was a command that Jesus had given when he had brought Lazarus forth. He said, he told them to roll the stone away, they roll the stone away. He commanded Lazarus to come forth. And then he said to those who were around, lose him. Let him go. He, so um, Lazarus had a cloth around his face. He was wrapped however uh, they wrapped the dead at those times. He was bound. It says he came forth bound, hand and foot. And Jesus said to those who were around him, lose him. Yes. Let him go. Somebody say, I have a job to do. I have a job to do. We often think of, you know, I'm going to pray to the Lord and we're supposed to cast every care. We're supposed to look to him to do the miracles. But we are part of that plan of salvation. Uh, God created an entire kingdom, right, because he's not going to do it all. He has an entire kingdom that we are working in the kingdom. Um, I, Tyler, would you show that one? Um, there's an image I have about sheep and what we think sheep might look like. I have a sheep on my left shoulder. That's what we want newcomers to look like. You know, that's all the songs we say. Mary had a little lamb, you know, all cute and white. And we will have some, God will send. I'm telling you, that Pastor Tony was so right. He's saying, he was speaking in the prophetic as, as I interpreted what God is doing. God is bringing people in. We see despair and we're saying, God, this isn't right. We're saying, God, you're bigger. And so he's bringing lost sheep in. Some will look like the one over my left shoulder. You know, like a blank slate. Like, like tell me some, tell me the goodness of God. I don't know anything else. I don't have any baggage, so to speak. Um, and that's, you know, that, it's, that, that type of a sheep, a lamb, looks very pliable, easy to work with. Um, 
you know, and so maybe, or maybe we think that's what sheep should look like when you've been around. Like the two, you know, you come in looking one way, but then it's been two months. Come on, get it right. It's been two years. It's been two decades. Why are you still battling with that, right? And so we have those things in our mind what we think a conference should look like. We pray for the lost. Jesus is calling the lost forward. Some will be, you know, like that. But others like, will look like the sheep over my right shoulder. You look at that. That sheep has a lot of Oh, that sheep needs to be shaved. It'd be a gorgeous sweater, probably, right? <laughs> right when you shave it. But anyway, um, the wool represents, as, as God has given me this message, y'all, the wool represents the weight. Um, what they've been hiding behind perhaps their whole life, the baggage that they're coming into the kingdom with, right? He called Lazarus forth. Lazarus, Lazarus didn't get up and take off his own stuff. He came like he was. So God is sending people into his kingdom, into Impact Fellowship, into the kingdom of God, just as they are. And so he wants us to be prepared to work with, um, when, we, when someone comes in with baggage, um, whatever they've grown around, that's what we are um, seeing, what they can't free themselves from, right? Sheep don't shape themselves, right? Although that hair just keeps growing. That um, Lazarus couldn't free himself. The sheep God is bringing into our kingdom. They can't, you know, set themselves free. Um, and so, it's, you know, those might be defense mechanisms that they spent years and years putting together. You can barely see that sheep's face, right? And so people have put up walls. You're not because this is how they've been surviving all their lives, y'all. You hear me? You hear me? Right? And so people come in with baggage and things, and, and we all have our situations, and, and we put up walls. And this is this has worked for me. You know, I've done it this way, robbing, stealing, whatever I've done to, to, to survive. That's what we've done. This is how God is bringing some to us. Um, Lazarus was still bound. Jesus told the people there, loose him. Let him go. This is what um, we have to do. And then the passage that I had uh, shared with from um, Jairus' daughter, another pastor that pastor has spoken on, where Jesus was going to heal Jairus' daughter, but the woman with the issue of blood stopped him, and then he went on to heal Jairus' daughter. When he said, damsel, arise, he told the people, give her something to eat. Somebody say, I have a job to do. Thank you, you can take it away. So we have this understanding that Jesus is doing the miracle, y'all. We say, bring them just as they are. Let them come to you just as they are, because Jesus wants us to come just as we are. Just as we are. Whatever we look like, he's saying, come. We we can't fix ourselves. We have a we there is a, a lie out there from the enemy. I've heard it so many times. It's, it's totally from the enemy. People say, I'm going to get myself together, and then I'm going to go to church. I'm going to get myself together, and then I'm going to give my life to God. You look at that sheep. He could not shave himself to get right. Lazarus could not. He was bound hand and foot. How could he help himself? When Jesus raised Jairus' daughter from the dead, when you've been dead, you're, you would be weak, right? I, I've been a part of CPR where we brought someone back to life. They don't have the strength to get up and run the halls, right? We have to do things to help them. So he told those people, give her something to eat. And so we have a task to strengthen someone. Strengthen, like, what can I do? And so there's tons of ways I could not be. I'd be here all day, I'm not trying to tell you all the ways. But God has given me a few ways that we want to be a part of his kingdom to do our job because we have a job to do. You might be looking today saying, I don't see a lot of people that I can help, but I'm telling you, God sent this message from all through Austin last week. What am I here for? He is sending a message today. I have a job to do. Pastor Tony spoke about what God is doing in his kingdom. He's moving, so he's preparing us. You might put this to work a year from now. It might be February 2025 when you are doing God. I'm telling you, God is preparing his people because that's, that's who he is. That's just who he is. And so a couple of ways. First I have, um, we must do our jobs with the Holy Ghost, um, not in place of the Holy Ghost. So God, you know, we when we see people who are lost, we want to operate like, God, what are you telling me to say? What are you telling me to, to do? How should I pray for her or him or them or that country or that situation or that city, right? Um, in Zechariah 4, 6, it says, um, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. We definitely want to do everything by the spirit of God. Um, in our own power, because we mean so well, 
so happy when people say, I gave my life to God today. Wonderful. And we can support them of our own power for about a month, maybe two months. After a while, we might start ducking that. Oh, here she is again. Oh, I don't, I don't have anything for her today. Right? That's in our own power. That's how we're going to get, get tired. Oh, she texted me. I'll, I'll do it later. On our own power, it won't last. But with the power of the Holy Ghost, we can go forward. Next, pray. Lord, change my mindset. We, um, in, I don't know if it's Western Christianity, I don't know where, but we have a thought of um, when people come into the church, it's the pastor, the pastor's going to do everything. The pastor is going to do everything. His, his wife or the pastor, she, her husband, they're going to do all the work for the new people, right? Lord, change my mindset. There's scripture that talks about we are the body of Christ. The elbow has a task to do in the body. The finger has a job. It's not just the, the pastor as that mouthpiece. The, watch, the pastor, the watchman on the wall, he's looking out for all the souls. So we're not going to become little pastors. But we have a job to do. So change my mindset where I just I just flip it all to the pastor. Okay, you work with them. And, you know, I'll deal with them later or whatever. Change my mindset, Lord. Because God has a purpose for us. Ask God to reveal your role. What's, what's my role, Lord, with this person? What's my role for that situation? What's my role? And so he will reveal it because he's faithful. And pray, Lord, show me who I have written off or actually witnessed as dead, destined for final judgment, I wrote them off, you know, that you're bringing back. Right? Show me. Who have I said, oh, there's no hope for her. There's no hope for them. Oh, that's it. You know, kind of write them off. But God is bringing them back. Show me who that is. Um, and they're coming just as they are. Lord, change my mind about the dead that you are bringing back to life. I have a job to do. Ask God, how can I partner with you? And I heard this on something I was watching or reading. And it said, ask God, how can I partner with you today, Lord, to, to show your glory, to show your salvation, to encourage someone? And he has done that. He will do that. Um, he will use us. Um, is it to nourish somebody? So Lazarus was bound and needed to be set free and certain things. The daughter, Jairus' daughter, needed to be fed. So Lord, am I to, what's my, what do I do? What do I need to do? Do I need to say something to strengthen them in their walk? And say, I'm so happy to see you. Do I need to, you know, what is it that I need to do? Another thing is not by my standards do I want to help them to be free, but by God's standards. Um, we do not want to create hoops for people to jump through. Right? That what does that sheep need? I don't know, but I don't want to create a whole bunch of bunch of hoops for that sheep that was up there to have to jump through to you have to do this and this and this and this and that's not God's standards. God hasn't said that. And so we want to be sensitive um, to what um, we're saying as we're helping people. We want to we can fast is what one thing for a specific challenge that God puts on your heart. Um, with the different things that God will put on your heart to do, don't think it's foolish. Nobody else has done this before. When I was putting this message together, I thought of the how we are as sheep. We're trying to hear God's voice, but there's so many distractions. Somebody say distractions. Distraction. There's so many distractions. You ever been in a room where you're trying to hear a person, but it's so loud, like the other stuff's going on, you can't barely hear them. That's what people are facing as they're coming into the kingdom or in the kingdom of God. There's a there's a plan of God. It is it doesn't change. We're trying to understand it, but there's so many distractions and so one thought that I had was fasting from say social media for an hour or for a day because social media is distracting you can just kind of scroll through but every time I would think of of getting onto my social media I'm going to pray that those who are distracted God that they will hear your voice I'm going to pray that they hear you clearly Lord block the distractions that that the enemy is throwing and it's not even always the enemy sometimes it's real things because got a paper that really is due. I, I don't, you know, I need to get a good grade on it. It's, it's real stuff, right? But the promise of God, the peace of God can can be, um, can, can, can we can sometimes not hear that because we are distracted. So praying for that. Somebody say, I have a job to do. I have a job to do. Inviting someone to lunch, sending an encouraging word, sending a text message. Um, we don't want to create our own little, you know, church thing because we have a pastor. We need a pastor who's given overall leadership and an overall covering, but there are things that we can do to encourage each other. We are, the scriptures tell us to encourage each other in the faith and these are things we can do. Um, to loose, that means we do not make people wallow and dwell in their grave clothes and 
their bondages. We don't remind them, he says it again, loose. That means we do not make people wallow and dwell in their grave clothes and their bondages. We do not remind them of what they did wrong. Come on. Um, when, when Lazarus was sick and died, did he get sick because of his own doing? It doesn't say. Um, did he eat something um, and he got sick accidentally? Was it a, a, something he did? It doesn't say. And he just, it just, he just instructed people to lose. We don't remind people of what they did wrong. We don't, we don't make them give us a play-by-play -play of their mistakes. So tell me what your life was like out there. So sheets, tell me how you got like this. No, no, no. We don't need to know all that, right? Um, some pastor says sometimes the more we know, it can mess with our faith. It can mess with, wow, it can mess with our role. I've got a job to do, and I can't let distractions hinder me. We don't want to make them apologize every time we remember their mistakes. So we are, we know people, some people that God will bring in, they're perfect strangers to us. We know nothing about them. Some he will bring in, we have history. Right? But when Jesus told them, loose him and let him go, for us, it means we don't make them apologize every time we remember their mistakes. They're constantly saying, oh, I'm so sorry. We are not called to be the judge, the condemners, or the absolvers. It's not our place. So we want to ask God, what's our role? We can tell them, we can remind them of who they are. This was so amazing. I had a friend um, who had. Um, we were talking, we were praying, and she was reminding me of what my name is, that Sarah means Hebrew, and Sarah means princess in Hebrew. And I had um, totally forgotten that, and totally forgotten that that's the meaning of my name. I knew it when I was, you know, as a kid, was like, oh, this is, you know, my name means princess, that's so cute, but I forgot. And she was saying to me, like, you are a daughter of the king, you are a daughter of God, but because of the way the world treats us, we forget how precious how valuable we are. But we, so we can remind others of who they are in Christ. We can um, remind, uh, tell people and remind them that the weight of our sins and mistakes was laid on Jesus at the cross. He took on all the guilt. He took on the rebellion, the doubt, the shame, the defiance, the unforgiveness. He took all that on so that we don't have to. We can remind people, tell them the word of God that says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Yeah. Jesus is the potter. We can remind them as, as sheep when, we, when people feel like, you know, I'm kind of slipping back into that way. We can remind them that he's the potter. We are the clay. It's a constant thing of being molded. It's a constant thing. You never get to a place where I am no longer needed to be molded by Christ. That's never going to happen um, for us until he comes. We can tell people and remind them of who we are as believers. David, the psalmist, he said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows right well. So reminding us of who we are in Christ is something we can do. As Jesus said, loose them and let them go. Give her something to eat. What can we give to help our brothers and sisters? We can remind them of, of that God is love, and God is bigger than any obstacle that we can face. For believers, sometimes these things feel like second age, like, yeah, of course. But I'm telling you, for someone who hasn't lived that way all their life, knowing the power and the promise of God, it's like food from heaven that you're giving them. And when you, you say, I'm going to send this text message, I'm going to this song, and you think it's no big deal, you just don't know what you're doing and loosening somebody, letting them go, giving them some strength. Um, we can remind them of God's will. It says, forgive, so you will be forgiven. Love one another. Love your enemies, right? The world says, love those who love you back, and those who don't, you know, give them a hand. That's not the way of God. And so guiding those who are, you know, God says, loose them, let them go. This is how we do it. Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you and persecute you. That's, that's a lot of stuff. Um, and so God wants, us to, God wants to use us to help others. Yes. Um, there is, um, we want to remind them of God's motivation. God is love. The words of John 3, 16, not everybody knows that. I could probably have us quoted here, but not everybody knows John 3, 16, which is like foundational uh, for God so loved, right? That's, he, he comes from a place of love. We are used to coming, you know, dealing with people who judge us like, how good are you? I'll, I'll judge you by how good you are, right? But God comes from a place of love. It's not about us. It's for God so loved. 
gift that he gave his son. Amen. And then Ephesians chapter 2 is another thing that I want to God, that God brought to me for what we are. Because we have a job to do, we want to do it well. Ephesians chapter 2, um, look at verses 1 through 10 when you get a chance. But it talks about, Paul says, basically, you once upon a time were a hot mess. Ephesians 2, it says you were a hot mess once, but God in his grace came and saved you. This is what we want to remember when we have a job to do. Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 10. That's what it says. You were a mess. We, you listened to Satan. You did whatever your flesh told you you wanted to. You made a bad You did that. That's how you were. And we still go through that sometimes. Like we just want to do what we want to do. But God, who is rich in mercy, had another plan and he blessed us. And so we want to remember that. Because we have a job to do. We want to do it well. God understands that we are not in the habit of going in case and bringing the dead out. He understands we're not in the habit of raising the dead, right? He's the miracle worker, and he will bring them to us. He will bring them from those places that we can't ever go to, and he will get them and bring them back to us. Um, he will put situations of, of, of countries, of cities, of states in front of us, and let us pray about it, and let us speak the word of truth and, and for that deliverance to come. Let's, um, we want to be faithful in all that God is guiding us to do. Um, he raises, he raises the quote unquote the dead, and then he brings them to us. So be aware, be sensitive, God. How can I partner with you on Instagram, on TikTok, wherever TikTok, on TikTok, on Instagram, wherever it is? What can we say in our churches, on our jobs? Or how can I partner with you? Because he's doing the miracle, and he's telling us, lose them, let them go, feed them, give them some, give them something to strengthen them. Can we give God a hand for the privilege to be a part? Plan. We think that we Somebody say, I have, I have a job to do. God bless you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's, let's take that a little bit further. Let's say, we have a job to do. We have a job to do. For all those who are watching us online, I need you to type that in. We have a job to do. Okay, here we go. Listen, Bobby, um, I want to show you something. Do me a favor. Put the lamb and the sheep up there. Um, as the woman of God was uh, sharing the uh, message, um, this dropped in my spirit, and it was so funny that you started down that path, and I thank God for just being connected in the spirit. Um, I can't get myself together. You know, this is how we see ourselves um, to the right. We see ourselves full, full of stuff. We see ourselves dirty. We notice that, that, that the, um, the wool is very dirty, so we see ourselves Dirty, glory to God. But we see that the, the one that's on, on my left, um, that's how we see perfection, or that's how we see the people of God. And so we don't want to try to attach ourselves to the people of God because they're going to talk about me. We don't want to attach ourselves to the people of God because they're going to see my stuff, glory to God. So we say things like, I need to get myself together. Amen. And, and I will come into agreement with you on we need to get ourselves together. Now, here's where I jump off, is that we can't get ourselves together. See, understand that this, this, this big sheep here, it's so full that it can't cleanse itself. It's so full that it can't shear itself. Glory to God. And so when we say that, all we do is reserve our space right where we are. Because I can't do it. Hallelujah. And, you know, deep down inside, I know I can't do it. Or my flesh knows I can't get myself together. So my flesh prepares itself to stay right where it's at. But understand this, beloved, that if we can just wobble ourselves right on over here to the left, hallelujah, God can, can cheer. Glory to God. I went to the barbershop uh, yesterday. I tried to go to the barbershop yesterday, and it was closed. And I'm like, how do you know barbershop can be closed at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? It's the barbershop. They was like, well, I can do it myself which I, I could have if I felt like it. But I didn't feel like it. That's my next point. We never feel like getting ourselves together. We like to say it because it's nice to say, but let's be honest, you know, <laughs> I'm a whole, um, I'm a heavy lift, glory to God. So understand this, that 
God will take us the way we are. God can care less if the barbershop is closed at 3 o'clock. He's like, listen, Pastor, I got you. Come on, we got some stuff to do. God can care less if, if, if I can't get into uh, a Jimmy Choo to get a pair of shoes. God's like, listen, we can work with what you got. We have some stuff to do. Understand that and the, the last point that then I'm, I'm going to move on is that being distracted, hallelujah, whenever we become distracted, it's an excuse not to do what you're called to do. Distraction is an excuse not to do what you're called to do. When people hold you accountable, it's to keep you on course so that you can achieve the objective. Some things will distract you because it's shiny. Some things will distract you because I, I, I can do that better. But you weren't called to do that. God has called us just the way we are. And he wants us to come messy because he's going to use that mess to bless somebody else. He wants us to come dirty because he's going to use that dirt to change the lives of so many people. He just wants us to come just the way we are. He's going to grow us right where we're at. This is, no, this is not an exclusive club. This is a come as you are. Hallelujah. God bless you. Come on, let's give God a hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, um, why don't we stand to our feet? Hallelujah. I can stay here all day with that. God wants to use us right where we are. Right, right where we are. And I thank God that he doesn't look at what's on the outside. But he sees what's on the inside. And he says, daughter, I can use that. He says, son, I can use that. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord God, that you're not going to leave us in this place. But, Father, you have called us to you, Lord. And, Father, I thank you, Father, that, that you will take us just the way we are. Father, you will take us dirty. Hallelujah. You will take us uh, unclean. You will take us unkept. Father, I thank you, Father, for doing what only you can do. Father, we commit our lives to you. And we thank you, Lord God, in advance for what you're saying and doing for us in this season. Hallelujah. Father, that you're calling us while we're yet in this season. Father, that you're not waiting for us uh, to get to the next season, but you're calling us right where we are. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you're saying and doing. We thank you for where you're taking us to. And we bless your name right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You can take your seats. You can take your seats. I just want to share with you that um, this coming uh, Friday, we, we will all be meeting this coming Friday at the Cub. We're going to be at the pool. We are having baptisms right there on this campus at the swimming pool. We have, how many candidates do we have? There's four. There's four. We have four people who will be baptized. Seven o'clock. We're starting at seven o'clock. Uh, we're not waiting for people to come in because we got stuff to do, right, David? Uh, and then right afterwards, we're coming here, right here to this room where we're going to have some worship and we're going to have some prayer. And then we're going to go. This is not going to be an all-night thing. Glory to God. But we're going to start at 7, and we're going to come over here. We're going to pause. We're going to come here. We're going to sing and praise Genevieve. Um, I need you to, to assemble all of the singers because we're all going to sing. So, so get on the phone with them. Like, hey, pastor said, come on. We're going to do this. We're going to sing and we're going to pray. We're going to, we're going to thank God for what he's doing in this place. See, understand this. Some of you think you're, you're just in school, right? But guess what? You're home. And if this is your home, we're going we're gonna to ask God to do some things in our home. Glory to God. See, <laughs> you know, God has called you and he has blessed you with something. One of the, the, the worst things a, a father uh, cannot stand is when he blesses his child with something and his child is still looking at something else. Like, what I've given you is so much better than what you're looking for. 
I'll pass another message. That's another message. Anyway, 7 o'clock baptisms right here on this campus in the pool. I can't say it. Oh, yes. See, Dr. Sarah, um, if you are interested um, in being baptized, Dr. Sarah has all the instructions um, that we will need for this coming um, uh, Friday. David, we are good to go for the room, correct? Yeah, we are good to go. See, I love when the uh, a team, hallelujah, this is the uh, church, I say the team, when, when the church comes together, when, when I can say, is this taken care of? Are we good to go here? Can you call this one? That's how the body works. Amen? Amen. Anything else I'll tell you? Okay, oh, offering, thank you. Yeah, um, offering, um, you can send your tithe and your offering to uh, our cash app, the church's cash app, which is dollar sign impact fellowship. And for those who are on campus here, we have a basket. Austin has a, a, a basket um, that he will, that you can deposit your tithe and your offering in the basket. Uh, all money's collected on campus, stay on campus. Um, so that we can do some fellowship opportunities. And speaking of fellowship opportunities, I believe we are going to see Maverick City, is it? Maverick City in, uh, on Tuesday. Elevation um, Worship. Say, say Elevation Worship. Elevation Worship. Elevation, is that the name of it? What's the name of the group? Elevation Worship. There we go. Elevation Worship. There it is. Elevation Worship. Um, and, and we're going as a church body. Yes, pastor's going too, even though he didn't know what the name of the uh, group was. Um, Elevation Worship, yes. Uh, this is at seven. Are they meeting here at seven? Uh, we're meeting here at five in the Olmstead lot. Okay, meeting at five in the Olmstead lounge. Um, parking lot. Huh? Parking lot. Parking lot, I'm sorry. In the parking lot. Um, yes, and we will be meeting you there. Amen. Um, so again, an, another fellowship opportunity for all of us. Hallelujah. And Leah, I'm, I'm sure you can remember when we were doing those fellowship opportunities back in the day. I, I, I love it. Um, Sister Leah Perry is a, a daughter of um, this ministry. She was here from um, day one. She was a 2013er, um, and she's still with us today. And we thank God for all of you who are here with us. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's get ready to get out of here. If all hearts and minds are clear, Father, we thank you, Lord God, for a time in you. We thank you, Lord God, for instruction for us, these, your people. Father, we thank you for what you're doing for us. Now, Father, um, bless us, keep us as we leave this place, Lord God. Protect our hearts and our minds, Lord God, in you. And we thank you, Lord God, for what you're saying and doing for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. Give somebody a hug uh, as you're leaving. God bless you all. What a great message. Uh, I know I enjoyed it. I hope you did too. And I hope you, like we said in the message, have a great week in God on purpose.